What is going on, guys? Thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast of Taste of Life with the Clarks. And today's episode is Unsolved Homicides. They have been so many of those around the world as unsolved. Yeah. That they forget about. They can't have no leads. I mean, we can go back to two decades if we want with this one. Yeah. And then they would uh, find a lead or they would open up a case again. And by that time, the person in question is already, what, 70 years, 60 years? <laughs> and... They try to give him life in prison. Well, he's not going to do life in prison. He probably do, what, 10 years maybe or five years due to um, they get they get uh, so old in there, you know. It's no life. Your, your life vanishes when you go to prison because it's, you know, health complications arises. Right. Just look at that, uh, the guy that uh, took all those girls, uh, what is that? He's he's a director. Oh, you're talking about, um, uh, um, is it Weinstein? I believe so. And he went in there healthy, and he was a pretty big man, and when he... We, we got seen we've seen him transfer into court or or going into court and he was in you know in a walker and 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 he just looked beat up oh it's not um no the one you're talking about i know what you're talking about the one that um i can't think of his name he had i don't know raped a couple of girls he was a director for a movie. He was a big star. But what I'm saying is once you hit jail, it's like you're lifeless. You, your whole health goes down. So what I'm saying is people that unsolved and then they, they get a lead or they open a case, they go to jail, they're, they're 60, 70 years old, they're not going to do life. They probably do five or 10 years. They done enjoyed their life already. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Not only that, I mean, you got a lot of suicide in jail, so to speak, that is also questionable as well. You know? There are, I mean, the, the, the dude you're talking about, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah. The rich dude. <clears throat> yeah, the rich dude did movies, all that stuff. But here's the crazy part about him, because they actually just, I think they just convicted his friend. She, they, they put her as saying she was helping him get young girls and have sex with them and things like that. Well, that person you're talking about, he passed away. He killed himself. 
Right, that's what I'm saying. They said he killed himself in jail. Right, and then his girlfriend is it was his accomplice, and she also was prosecuted recently. Right. So yeah, but we're talking about unsolved. Well, I feel here. I feel his is unsolved. I, I mean, they say he killed himself in jail. You think it was a cover up? Possibility. I'm talking about all those unsolved murders. All those that they forget about. There's so many of them. Where you want to start at? I mean, I can go back as far as 89, 90. There was a there were two boys that got arrested. The police arrested these two kids. I think they were like 12 or 13. A little girl was found raped and killed. And they put that on the two little boys. And the boys were sitting in jail, riding away by the time they finally reopened the case, they were like in their mid-20s. And they like, hey, the little girl that was killed, we found semen in her. And the boys like, well, they definitely want us because <laughs> to our memory, we didn't start our puberty stage to like 14, 15. Even though I know, I think kids start younger than that, but at that particular time, so they did a DNA. It didn't match neither boy. They sat in jail for like 11, 12, 13, 15 years for a crime they did not do. Until this day, that case has not been solved. Has not been solved. What about the ones that uh, there was a case also in the eighties where uh, a father and son was um, murdered, and the killer was across. They were in a hotel. The killer was right across. Uh, the room, the the room, right? Mm-hmm. And they framed this man that was a farm worker and was hardworking man, hardworking man. And he was framed for that murder for those two. And behind it, it was somebody else. Well, that's like 99.9% of a good 80% of the cases today. I know what you're talking about. I think he was in the next room. I think he was partying, maybe had some cocaine or something. And I think the gun went off or they, they was messing with the gun and the gun went off and ended up shooting the people in the other room and stuff. Right. 
and they never knew who did it. And by the time he finally confessed, he had cancer or he was dying or something. Right. It was already <laughs> too late. But no. But the person that was sitting in they got framed that was sitting in jail actually for that murder that he didn't commit. He didn't do it. And then they reopened the case again because he was getting the death sentence penalty. And he opened, they opened it, so they removed the death penalty and threw him life in prison, but something that he didn't do. Oh, man. I just, I don't know. I think, I think the ones that's the most heartbreaking is the ones that not only never get no publicity, but those that just get put in a cabinet or or in a storage area and they never get touched again. You know, there are cases where there are women that were killed and they just was like, oh, Ted Bundy did it. We don't need to reopen it. And they never reopened it. You know, this woman was killed and they have no proof or no evidence of Ted Bundy did it or not. They just assume because it fit the pattern or the mode or he it was in the same area mm -hmm. where Ted Bundy was, they just assumed automatically he done it. There was a case where there was a guy that were literally raping and killing little girls and one girl got away. And this story is very, very sad. The girl got away. Went to the police, went to her family members. They drew a sketch of the guy whole nine yards. Okay. The girl was 12, 13 years old. Girl trying to get her life together. She eventually graduates, go to college. And one of her professors is the guy that's been raping and killing little girls. Because it's not like he stopped. It's just he did not go over a certain age. And the girl went, this is him. I, I never forget that voice. I never forget his face. Blah, 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 blah. They eventually uh, locked the girl up because he, he called himself getting a restraining order that she broke whole nine yards. Now, another little girl comes up dead. And because he is a husband and a professor at a big college, they never looked at him. And the girl who survived that could identify him committed suicide. 
And it, like I said, it's a sad story. What somewhat, I guess you could say, because I don't even know if he got caught, but another girl got away and when they did the rape test and everything, come to find out the girl was HIV positive. Well, she had AIDS. Mm -hmm. And just so happened the professor wife went in because she wasn't feeling well to find out she has AIDS so now she's flipping out because she like how in the world I got AIDS we gotta get you and this and that so eventually all of them had AIDS and the little girl wrote in her diary everything that happened because for whatever reason he let her live like he sexually assaulted her for I think it was six months did he get caught? no all of them just died from AIDS and according to the, the, the sources of the story they were just cleaning and going through they personal belongings and they just happened after her funeral to see her diary and they just went through the diary and that's how they found out all of these years later that this professor was raping and killing little girls because he always took something from them whether it was a shoe, a sock, they panic. He always took something from like it. Like a souvenir. Exactly. Wow. And that's how they found out that he had been doing that for over like 20-something years. Wow. The cops never solved that case. I I also, one of the things also that that hasn't been solved is uh, the girls that they use them for trafficking. Okay. And gets they get killed and you know, rape of course and and, and it's never unsolved. They never find their, their killers. All the people that had to deal with the with the gangs. Right. That they don't want to touch that, that, that case or if they do they, they touch it for a minute and then forget about it and because there's so many gangs pointing well, at fingers. Well well not yes. only that, I was told from an individual, I don't know how this conversation came up, but I remember this dude telling me how he has served in the army in another country and he literally said that they found a civilian. She looked pretty great. You know, who who she going to say no to? And basically, this man basically admitted to me that him and his 
fellow army buddies raped her. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. You know, I'm looking at him. I'm trying to downplay the story, but inside I am cringing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, are you serious? And it goes back, it goes back to even when I was coming up as a kid, I used to hear people say, hey, don't go over so-and-so house. You know, the cousin's back from the army. Or I would be out with some of my friends. My friends would be like, man, I can't come out. I got to stay in the house and keep an eye on my sister and my cousin or my sister and my uncle. And I used to be like, huh? Well, all right, man, see you later. And I never really knew what that meant until I got older and it was like, hey, you know, the war and this and that. And and I'm like, no, I don't understand. And it's like, man, they're in the war. It's like, there's no laws. There's no boundaries. Anything goes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, we, I don't think mental health is strongly pushed enough. You know, I don't think that when they come from the army, that it should just be an automatic, like, hey, we need to give these guys, you know, six months of counseling. They don't do that. They were like, all right, thank you for your service. Here's your check. Hopefully you don't blow it. And they throw them right back into the world. And it's like, if you've been hearing gunshots for the last six, eight, 12, 16 months, how can you just put somebody back in the regular world like everything is fine and dandy? I think also a lot of those unsolved murders that we are talking about, how we know they're not former army people that's committing them. Well, that's the problem. We just don't know. We just don't know. What about all those people, you know, and we're talking about, I don't, it's happening now too, but they have more, um, Patrols out there um, in Texas. Oh, uh, the border patrols. Border patrols that all the people that were trying to cross and and you know some of them don't make it or they're dead or, or you know right. We just don't know right because right like a desert. Kind of like there's nothing there. Right, because the people that's crossing the border patrols you know the biggest the biggest thing I can say is what happens when you can't trust the people you're supposed to trust you know you might have a border patrol officer that might see a woman that he feels irresistible who's going to know Who's going to find out? They find her dead. They ain't going to suspect me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the number is super high. 
I'm pretty sure it's probably a good 50 to 100 people that try to cross over that get killed and don't make it. And it ain't always the, the, the elements that kill them. I, 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 this one is this one's kind of crazy because it's it's when you're dealing with the faith of another human being like you have to 100% do it right and we've seen cases where there was a cop he was raping and killing women and they would call him to his own scene of the crime and he'd be like, oh, I left that bullet case in there and pick up and cover up his own stuff. And there's a lot of murders though that are unsolved and they get solved for the littlest things. The cop get drunk, or the cop get into an argument and they slip out and say, you know, I'll make you disappear just like I did like that like that woman did. And it's just little things like that. But the rate of unsolved murders in this world is ridiculous. And I think what makes it even more sad is with all this technology, it's not like the numbers decreased. They're but, still extremely high. Right, but back then, we're talking about decades ago, back then we didn't have phones that would pinpoint where you're at. Well, I mean... We didn't have phones uh, that shows you as navigation or... or uh, you see what I'm saying? Right, but like like think about this. Think about the the Brown Laundry and the and the Gabby Patino case or okay. situation. That made the cops look extremely bad. Gabby was basically found from people on social media. People on social media was watching her video. They was trying to pinpoint where she was at, the whole nine yards. I mean, the cops got called like, hey, we think that she might be in this area. The cops went off of leads that came from people off of social media. It's not like the cops was like, hey, let's check all. There goes the body. No, they got a well-respectable tip. And what I'm thinking is somebody off of social media went in that area and was like, oh shit, here she is. What about this other, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, what about those, they found, didn't they find a couple or a woman in that area as well? Yeah. That was something unsolved. They unsolved, found, but that was unsolved. Wait, they wait, wait, wait. Caught, <laughs> they have not caught who did that one. Okay. And it was and, in the and same we should have did a podcast on that. We same, are sorry, guys. 
No, we're doing a podcast now because we're talking about unsolved cases. They here. found. We gotta dig deeper, but I believe it was two women and a man that were found in a ten mile radius where they found Gabby at. Exactly. Also, there was the young black lady that was killed that her case got a little attention and it kind of faded away. We haven't really heard nothing else about that. Also, we just recently seen on the news out here where we're at that there was a lady uh, that was killed and thrown out on the road in California and they have no idea what happened to her and who she was with or none of that. Right. So, yeah, there there are a lot of unsolved cases and you like, how would all of this technology? And why didn't they put too much intention and... With with the with the couple or, or the people in the same area where Gabby was found, to them and tried to solve that murder, tried to solve that. Because and we haven't heard anything from that. Uh, because that's the problem too. Law enforcement, they have a high ego. And the fact that Utah dropped the ball with Gabby. They were say eagle was so high. Oh, we're not gonna make no mistakes. We're not gonna do what they did. And then the whole time they think they were Savelle and Brian Laundry, and he gone. Remember what was it? The chief or the sergeant came on national TV. Oh, we got eyes on Brian. We know where Brian at. And the whole time they didn't. Right. The very next day, their parents called like, "Hey, where are our son at? We haven't seen our son. Our son is missing." So that made them look like asses as well. Mm-hmm. And technically, the Brian Laundry and Gabby case, in a sense, is kind of unsolved too because you only what can speculate that Brian killed him? What if he didn't? What if this dude killed Gabby then killed the other lady and man, and then when Brian came looking for her, he got him. We don't know. Because they made the case seem strictly that it was Gabby and Brian. No other victims. Right. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy. It's so it, we just don't know. There's so many unsolved homicides that you know it. They they close the 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 book on that, or they just don't have no leads. What and I will say very sad to their families because their families also want answers. Exactly. They don't have answers. Exactly. It's like a, you know, uh, a perfect, another one about the kid in, in the high school that was, um, he was, they said something about he got wrapped on a mat. 
and they said oh it was, oh I know right and 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 the sad thing about that that's going on ten years that happened in two thousand fourteen right and they said it the, and and they first said <laughs> it that it was I'm sorry to laugh they first said that it was a, a, a what was it asphyxiation asphyxiation he was choked to death he he choked himself his his airway got caught and somehow. He, um, it was like a freaky, freaky accident. They've never seen anything like this. So, right, that's what they're saying now. Now they're saying that. So the family, the family uh, hired a new, uh, uh, what was it, uh, investigator. They just, yeah, yeah, they got a whole new investigation going on. And then a new autopsy doctor. Right. To redo, you know, and it was, and then at that point, 10 years later, it's a homicide. They still haven't found out who did it. Well, no. The story that they are releasing now is that, now think about this. He went in there reaching for a shoe and got caught and suffocated to death. Mm-hmm. Now, one, we all know how heavy those mats are right not only that how do you get your shoe stuck in the mat anybody with any type of sense to be like i'm not about to crawl all the way in there i'm going to reach my hand in there and pull the shoe out and if i can't reach it with my hand all you got to do is drag the mat out and stand it up your shoe gonna fall down to the bottom Right. So, once again, this is an unsolved case. Right. There is a huge mystery. Mm-hmm. Could that boy have got raped? Could the principal or teacher or gym teacher or janitor had a sexual relationship with this kid and or maybe another student or a student and maybe the kid was like I want everybody to know we together or whatever the case and he was like no you're going to keep your mouth shut boom but what am I saying so we can end this what I'm saying is it happened 10 years ago and or almost 2014 and um, 8 years ago <laughs> and it, it uh, they they closed the case. They said it was an accident, and and but the family was consistent, and hire a whole new team, and now it's a homicide. But could you imagine how many cases like that that family goes? Well, it was an accident, and they give up, and they say, okay, let's move on, let them rest in peace. Exactly. And the person who actually did it goes sky free. All right, guys, this is another podcast with, you know, that actually this is this happening now in, in our world now. Yeah. So uh, it's not like it's it's a surprise that we bring in this to you is it's happening. You know, it's always been happening decades ago and, and, and still continues on. So. So what are your closing? My closing thoughts on this one is it's, it's heartbreaking because, like I said, 
it's a very sad. Excellent, absolutely. And and some uh, and and the police officers, investigators, and and PIs, you know, they're like they go on leads with people coming forward. Right. And if people don't come forward, they don't have no leads. Right. And there's certain places where there's cameras, you know, and, and in a rural area, there's no cameras. Right, yeah. So they start from, okay, we got this, we got this, we don't have no, it's, it's very hard, it's very hard, so. Right. All right. My closing arguments are always keep in mind what happens when you can't trust the ones you're supposed to trust. This is not the first 48. I know a lot of people watch the first 48 and they think it happened quick and boom, bam, like that. It doesn't. Also, try to get in your loved one's world. Try to kind of get their movements and things like that. So if something do ever happen, you can question the officers or whoever because it's like how does a kid die in school and nobody knows nothing mm-hmm. you know get in get in get in a world so you can kind of understand what they like what they don't like you know that's like that's like somebody coming to my wife and saying hey I seen your husband and you be like yeah where you seen him at all oh, he was at a strip club he be like, oh, really? Yeah, what was he doing? He was at the strip club spending money. And it was crazy because I offered him some donuts and he said no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My wife's going to be like, well, I, I know my husband don't do strip clubs, <laughs> but you saying you offered him donuts? And he said no? <laughs> that right there is a red flag. Because oh, I love donuts to the max. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at a taste of life with the Clark. All one word, no space. Also, uh, YouTube. Are you check out our YouTube channel, A Taste of Life with the Clark? We have exciting things out there, reactions, cooking, shorts, Yeah, funny. nice funny shorts to get you off of this depressing thought of <laughs> unsolved murders. Now I want a donut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. We are out of here.